We would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the country throughout Australia from which we conduct our podcast. We would like to pay our respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. A t-shirt of a band that I don't know So I pretend that I'm the number one fan But she's talking about a song I haven't heard of Damn, this isn't going as planned To grab a drink with a shaking hand I pretend it's all going fine But I'm really just thinking If I get another drink, will my card decline? Hello everyone, welcome back to Beers and Tears Today I'm joined with Hope D Hello, how are you? Hello, I'm good, thank you How are you doing? Good, thank you um, So Hope D, is D the like beginning of your last name I'm assuming or middle name maybe not you killed it it's the beginning of the last name oh beautiful and where are you based this morning um Brisbane in my house my parents house until I move out again I moved back like at the end of the end of last year but it's kind of hard to leave now because they have everything here yeah you know? they treat you well <laughs> yeah they do they don't want me to leave yeah, okay <laughs> got me yeah um and when did you, so we'll kind of like start off with like when you started making music and like finding that love and passion for wanting to make it. Yeah, I started like pretty young when I think I got a Barbie guitar like as a Christmas present, like a pink, beautiful hot pink Barbie dolls everywhere mm-hmm. on it. And I um, taught myself how to play, but it was all out of tune. And then when I like figured out that it needed to be tuned I had to tune it and then I had no idea what I was playing so then I had to learn again and um when I did that I started writing songs like really terrible 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 songs that will never see the light of day um but that kind of sparks like a bit of a passion but then it wasn't until I saw um Hosier play at Blues Fest in 2019 where I realized that it's what I actually want to do and that like people can do do that like you don't actually have to not do it just because you think it's so um impossible to be up there um and from there I just started playing and getting more serious with it and then here we are I guess cool yeah cherry watching cherry wine being played yeah. is like I don't think I've ever seen anything better than that like I literally was just like what is happening like fully you could hear a pin drop literally oh it's so beautiful and what kind of was your pushing point to actually like getting your music out into the world now yeah I think um like I started releasing originals in grade 12 I think and it was super duper terrifying because no one really like in my year everyone was super academic and there weren't many creatives and I kind of just did it because I thought that people might enjoy the sounds and when I did that and people actually had a good um had good feedback and like they had a good response that's when I was like, oh, okay, so I can kind of do this like as a little hobby thing and people might enjoy it. But then it probably wasn't until I released like my first single called Swim in 2019 where it got like a really good response and then it was like, oh, I can like play shows and actually like get money and like um, so like keep doing this and people actually come to listen. And yeah. then it got to the point where it wasn't just like my family and friends and that was like, oh, okay, this is pretty freaking sick. And then I kept going from there, I guess. Cool. And now you've released Emerald, your new track. Um, how did this track come to be? Cool. I um I released it. Uh, like, no, I recorded it um, last year, but it's a five-year-old song. It's, like, probably one of my oldest ones. I wrote it, like, five years ago, first year uni, and I wrote it about when you, like, fake your interests to, like, be connected or just to relate to whoever you're, like, being involved with have interests of if that makes any sense I always yeah, yeah, yeah. 
free time. But um, like it's just like faking about what your like copies are and stuff, and then just like having to Google search everything about what you've said that you you're super into just to I don't know start conversation and like be like involved with them. Um, and that happened when um, like the music scene in Brisbane when I first got involved with it when I first turned 18 was so cool. And everyone was talking about these bands that I'd never heard of. And like, you know, all these movies and shows that I had never heard of, especially coming from like a private girl school. I felt very uncultured, but um, yeah, like after a while I realized that um, damn, there's no point in faking all these things. Cause I just like really don't have the time to research all these things. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. I was like, I can't keep this going. Like, no way. <laughs> I can just do this forever. Like, there's going to be some end to it. <laughs> yeah. It was, like, complete imposter syndrome. Like, I was like, who am I? And then, yeah, finally I was just like, okay, let's just stick to loving Ed Sheeran and Hosea and stuff. And that, that's something I can talk about. Yeah. Um, and you've got an accompanying video to this track. Um, what was it like filming that? Was it, like, a full day? Was it many days? Like, where did the idea come from? Yeah, um... I hadn't actually thought of doing a music video like properly for Emerald. Like I didn't know how to really portray like trying to fake someone, fake fake being someone that you're not. I wanted to actually do um, uh, a skate park and have all these like incredibly um, talented queer female non-binary people like skating, like rollerblading and doing some crazy stuff and then me being like, oh, yeah, no, I can do that and then just like hurting myself. But that would have been painful. Um, And then. I actually wanted to do some kind of like um, pool shark thing where I actually trained for a really long time. Like this music video was meant to be like three months of the making where I skated every day and actually got really good at it. And at the end of the music video, I'm like doing flips and shit, but like I knew that would be impossible and I would break something. So anyway, basically the music video came about when um, Maeve McKenna saw me play at the bright side and wanted to do a music video for me. And she works for two little films, which is this really awesome um, video company in Brisbane. And um yeah, she pitched me this idea um, for the song when I gave her, like, what my next releases were, that she wanted to do it in an arcade. And it's just, like, me working, being really bored, and then my friends come, and then there's this girl that I'm really interested in and, like, trying to impress her by playing games and stuff but being really dorky and really, like, nervous and, and whatnot. Um, but to do it, we had to go to the arcade in Ipswich, which is only, like, 40 minutes away, but from 7 p.m. until 4 a.m. in the morning, and that was pretty rough, but... I know, it's so rough. But it was super fun and it was super, like, high energy and all the, all the lights and stuff. Oh, like, I went to sleep that night just seeing so many lights in my in my eyes. Um, but, yeah, it was so fun and had all my friends come along to play um, my friends. So that was super natural. And, um, yeah, I'm so proud of how it turned out, especially because um, it came without me, like, like, pushing myself over to try and form it. Like Maeve was super passionate about the song and she really wanted to do something really cool. So I'm so stoked with how it is. Yeah, that's so cute. And it's always like a really, really fun time regardless. And what I always find is like no matter how awkward or like weird you feel or look on the day, somehow whoever's like directing it manages to put it together so (laughs) perfectly well. You're like, that was so awkward, but they made it look not awkward. So it's so fun. So true. Yeah. So it always like works out in the end and it's like really fun day or time, you know? Yeah. Um, And so Emerald is like a little taste of your debut album, which is so sick. Congratulations. Thank you. 
And it comes out in October, October 21st. It's called Clash of the Substances. Um, What is Clash of the Substances and what can people expect from your debut album? Cool. Um, It's going to be like a 15-song album, but like four of them are little interlude tracks to like kind of lead into the next song and like create like aesthetic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But Clash of the Substance is like it's meant to – um, just kind of hint at the clashing of all these substances like drugs, alcohol, vaping, like love, heartbreak, and like pretty much all of them coming into play with each other and influencing each other. Because um, I feel like all the songs involve some kind of, um, some kind of, yeah, something that gets you intoxicated in one, in one way or another. Um, like yeah weed and um, greening out and stuff like that and it's just it's a bit of a story um, and I find that a lot of my um, like pieces of work like my EP and, and this album is it is half of a breakup and then half of a new relationship in whatever order that is um, and even if that's not with a person if that's just like a relationship with like myself or like friends and family and stuff like that so it's also the clashing of you know having maybe not gotten over one of them but still going into the next with like like nostalgia and still like pretty fragile memories of that mm-hmm. um so a lot of a lot of feeling but also little silly songs like literally just one about blue rise vapes and then one about um there's going to be a song called muffin of the day which is about working in hospitality and just like not understanding why people yell at you at 4am in the morning or 8am in the morning and that kind of thing so a lot of relatable content hopefully but yeah, a lot of songs that we've been playing for a really long time, so I'm so keen for people to be able to listen to them properly. Yeah, totally. That sounds so sick. I love, first of all, I love interludes, like, or any little, like, intro, outro. I feel like anybody on this podcast yeah. knows <laughs> that I'm such a yeah. sucker for that. They just flow so nice and you're just like, what, yeah. what's going on? What song is this? Like, is it yeah. the last one or the next one? It's, <laughs> it's so good. Um, and so I guess, how does it feel releasing your first album? Like what, where were you at in life when you were like, okay, now is time that like I'm going to put out an album. Yeah. I mean, so it's funny, like Hope D is only three, three or four years old now, but I used to release songs on Spotify, which please do not ever look up under like my full name, which is Hope Defteros. Um, and they were just recorded on my laptop and I would just punch out songs like really terrible, terribly recording. Like you can hear when I turn the microphone on and off and you can hear me like typing, typing to like label a voice recording, like all this stuff, like really awful. But I used to release like albums on that, like thinking people would listen to them, like not thinking that actually, I just like a lot of like creative flow and just putting out these songs, really awful, same chords in all of them. But I guess I've, I've released albums before, but like nothing like this. Like this is a, it's a big deal for me and I'm super duper exciting, uh, excited to have something out that I'm like actually really proud of everything. And like, there's so many people involved and um, like, it's very collaborative. And at this point in my life where I've experienced so many things um, to have like this piece of work to kind of show that, I guess. Um, but it, I guess it came about after releasing an EP last year and it's like, okay, what's next? Um, put a few singles out and then let's record and release an album. And luckily we could record it during a lot of the lockdowns last year. Um, and so that made it pretty easy to keep being creative and have something to look forward to. And now it's finally here. Like, thank God. It feels like a long time in the making, but also it feels very soon. Yeah, totally. And how does, um, how does like creating this al- album differ from when you were creating your EP? 
I guess this is like I've always I've always wanted to make an album and like specifically with um interludes and stuff you can have more songs on an album so um like I really like I don't know if you've um I mean Frank Ocean's Orange like yeah. that, that album yeah 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 like I really wanted to have something like that where it's just like you're in one scene the whole time and um you know you're hearing all these songs that have that kind of related to each other but like having interludes between them and just like flowing and listening to it from the beginning and the end um it's definitely different because the EP is also like probably seven years old from now um and now it's so good to have all the old songs finally be released so you can finally like release the new ones like that's the that's the biggest thing it's like you keep on writing new songs, but the old ones still haven't been released. So it's like, are you meant to release those old ones that you've been playing for like seven years yeah. first or put out something that you that means something to you like right now? Otherwise, this is going to mean something to you less. And when you actually put it out, you're going to kind of forget how you felt writing it and that kind of thing. Totally. So they're very still prominent to me. So I'm excited for them to be out. Yeah, cool. Did you find it easier creating this album considering it's kind of like the way you envisioned it? in comparison to the EP where it's kind of like a little bit more, like the songs are sort of like not as like interconnected? Yeah, absolutely. Hey, um, yeah. Having having like the songs on this album that are like really silly um, made it super like it means that I could put in more like emotion to the ones that mean a lot. Uh, whereas I think the EP like they're kind of five or six like very, emotion heavy songs I'd say yeah they're they're very intense but this one has all these breaks in between so it made it easier to like kind of I don't know it's not just like it wasn't too intense to record and like to know what what's coming for people it's going to be like a fun time instead of just like intense you know and what were your like what were your influences for creating this album um and also like did you have any albums similar to like Frank Ocean's that you kind of looked at and were like, that's the sort of album that I would want to make. It's pretty much a Frank Ocean's, hey, like that that was probably the biggest one. Um, kind of Hosier's album Hosier also. But I didn't um think too much about like the influences. I think I think because these songs are so old, I was just like, let's just chuck them in, let's just do it and let's order them properly. Um let's have them all have similar sounds. Um let's put the interludes in there and let's just make like a an album let's just like do it so I can like move on to all the songs that I'm writing while recording this album that I can't put on this album <laughs> yeah but I'm so excited it means like so much to me yes so I'm really keen. and what have you been listening to at the moment what are your current recommendations for anyone who's listening oh totally um I always forget when people ask me but I've been listening to a lot of um local people um like Kat Edwards, who's um from, originally from Hobart, she's incredible. I'm listening to quite a lot of um, oh Remy Wolf, like always, always Remy Wolf. So much Remy Wolf, I love her so much. Um, yeah, lots of Remy Wolf and um, a lot of like neo funk jazz soul actually, which is like very different to my, but it's it's so good. Like Felly Band and um, a lot of Benny a lot of the time. Um, yeah, that's like that's what. Off the top of my head yeah they all kind of like blend in very well into like a specific sound as well which is quite interesting um, yeah 
And Felly yeah. Band, I haven't listened to Felly Band in so long. Like, wow. Yeah. I'm going to go, like, after this and play some Felly Band. Absolutely. Um, and so you recently went on a national tour as well and played Groovin. How was all that? What was that all like? Um, it was so much fun. It was such a dream come true, especially, like, having it built up so much over all of the lockdowns we had and all the cancelled gigs and just, like, having no gigs. And um, I went on a tour last last year by myself like as a solo thing and COVID was chasing me the whole way so it was nice to have like a tour with the band which was so chaotic but so much fun um and have not too much to worry about I guess like obviously we could have got COVID but oh we and we kind of did but I don't know it was less stress actually it was a lot less, less stress and it was really fun making so many stupid memories like so many funny things happened um I mean like for Groovin Ainsley had a foot blister and I got so infected that she had to go to hospital, which was so intense. And she had to play sitting down. She's oh such a trooper. <laughs> we like piggybacked her on and off stage. And then after we played, um, she went to hospital. And then I had an allergic reaction from eating like salmon and chicken and tequila at the same time. I don't know if it was those three. It was probably absolutely something else, but I'm blaming salmon, tequila and and chicken in one mouthful. <laughs> yeah. <It's> probably- <laughs> <laughs> And then I had to go to the medic tent because everyone made me go to the medic tent because um, they were like, I hope this is not normal. And my face was like so patchy and red. And I was like, I feel fine. It feels a bit spicy, but it's fine. And then I went to the medic tent and I was sitting next to this girl who had just come to the signing tent um, when I was doing signatures and stuff, which was so nice, by the way. Um, and I just signed her boob. And so I was sitting next to this girl that I had signed her boob and I was like, oh, what are you in for? And she got headbutted. <laughs> oh, and, my uh, God. <laughs> yeah. What a wild ride. Yeah, I know. And then, you know, Ainsley comes back and we go to this Airbnb that we stayed in and it was, like, so haunted. Every bed that we slept in turned into a taco and everyone's bed broke at different times of the night and it was just this big, like, boop, boop. It was so intense, but it made the perfect day. Holy crap. I feel like for some reason injuries that happen when someone's about to go on stage or, like, playing just don't exist. Like, one of my friends... She, like, she's not from Australia. And, like, the, I saw her the day after she played a gig and she was like, oh, yeah, I got bitten by something last night and my leg went numb, but, like, I just went out on stage and played and I was like, that is not normal. Like, she didn't do anything about it and just, like, came back the next day and there was this big, like, bite mark on her leg and I was like, dude, you need to get this checked out. This is, like, we aren't from Europe. We, like, have dangerous <laughs> animals here that can kill you. It was like, this is just, you guys have to get yourselves checked out sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is so funny. It's so true, though. Physical, physically, you can't feel anything before you go on stage, even if you have a broken bone. I feel like you just got to push through. Yeah, literally. Um, well, also, what track are you um, most keen to play live off of the new album? Oh, man. Um, we have been playing it, but there's this song called doormat and it's just like a big emotional roller coaster and it's probably my favorite one to play live because I feel like I could like cry every time I play it but like happy tears because it's just like a very big yeah so it's called um doormat and I think it's the last song on the EP uh, on the album so a nice little finish so that's that's what I'm really keen for people to hear and to want to hear live cool awesome and my final question is you've given us like a few little cutie memories um but it is what is your favorite gig memory um and or like most memorable moment that you can remember 
and um, your least favourite or something like a time where it's just kind of gone wrong and you're just like, okay, this is so bad, I'm leaving. Oh, man. I think um, my favourite gig memory is um, we played at the Gold Coast, um, the Miami Marquetta, and Jenna originally just moves. Jenna's from the Gold Coast, but she just moved to Brisbane, so all her gold... Gold Coast friends were at this gig and so they were just like it was like a really big party like everyone was so into it and um the vibe was really good and so I got up on stage I got up on like her drum riser um before like one of the um beat drops I guess for Happy Hangover and I go and I grabbed her stick from her and and hit the cymbal and she was so upset that was fun that was funny (laughs) really good um that's probably like one of my favorite ones I think um but one of my least favorite ones (laughs) uh would have to be Oh, uh, they all have to do with Jenna because she's just so hilarious. But um, one of my least favourite ones would be, <laughs> well, this is like a funny story and that I've like told once. But like every time that Jenna and I would go to the bathroom at any venue, like on in gigs, like in this tour, we'd go to the bathroom together, we'd both be peeing and then Jenna would be like, Hopey, sweetie, how are your hemorrhoids? <laughs> like, and there's people in the that are like there to see us and stuff and I and I just go they're good Jenna thank you so much and she's like and then I, I get it back though I say Jenna sweetie how's your raging diarrhea that kind of stuff but sometimes it get embarrassing like you'd actually go outside and people are like oh are you okay and you're like yeah. <laughs> yeah. are you good to play right now like what's <laughs> yeah. and I'm like yeah I got bitten by something and I have hemorrhoids but I'm ready yeah <laughs> like there's definitely better ones but yeah that's that's all I can think of yeah that's awesome sweet thank you so much for having a chat with me today it's been lovely no worries thank you so much for having me good um I usually do a bit of a cheers at the end of my episodes ready yes (laughs) yeah cheers cheers I thought this was this was going on for that no well like sometimes yeah. it's like early in the morning and like people are just so not down for a beer at like 10 a.m oh, so I've like uh-oh. I've got the option of whatever beverage you're into um you can bring on but I'm fucking so stoked that you brought a beer <laughs> that is the best thing that I've ever seen <laughs> I'm so glad that's amazing thank you so much <laughs> <laughs>